What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, B! Hey! I am, uh, I'm happy for Jim Nance this week because when Jim Nance has a good week, the rest of us have a good week, John. National Championship and Masters. I know it's, he's the only one getting paid for working both those events. But I'm still excited, not for him, just because seeing that much of him means we got a good week of sports. Hey, hello, friends. Uh, if you had to guess who gets his, because he gives his tie, right? To yeah. his, not the MVP, but Correct. the person that he deems the MVP. That's right. That's right. So you, I guess you'd have to base it on the first couple games. The one it's white dude that hit, the, that hit the three free throws. It's got to be Kyle Probably guy, the John. leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> But if Texas Tech does something crazy tonight, I mean, they, yep. they'll they have a guy or two. Maybe he gives it to just Chris Beard. Would that be weird, giving yes. your tie to the coach? Yeah, he's already wearing a tie. Did you know that Chris Beard I, – I didn't know, but I guess it makes sense. I, maybe I did know this, but he was a Bobby Knight guy. Mm-hmm. And that's why he went home because he was at UNLV for, what, like 15 days or something? Yeah, great hire by that AD, by the way. When was that, like three or four years ago? Yeah, was, and then they hired Marvin Menzies – last minute from New Mexico State. So it would have been three, maybe three seasons ago. Would you say it worked out pretty good for Texas Tech? I mean, could you, do you see that? So today, Monday, any classes after five o'clock central, I guess, so three o'clock Pacific are canceled. And then all classes are canceled on Tuesday. Well, I saw last night, it must've been, you know, a bunch of like former athletes led by Patrick Mahomes at like, like the equivalent there in Minnesota, you know, of like uh, Fleming's or Ruth Chris or even nicer. It looks like a, as nice nicer. a possible I mean, restaurant I saw as you can have. Fleming's this week. Yeah, I mean, I was taken care of. You know, it wasn't uh, I didn't pay for it. Uh, and that Patrick Mahomes started chanting, like go, like the whole place is going nuts, and he's at the table and they're chanting it. Like he's he's pretty fired up. Pretty like, cool. Who would I mean, imagine? It's, it's, like it's good timing, right? Mahomes, Mahomes a part of it. He's at the games. I actually think Texas Tech might win. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Virginia Virginia feels like Duke where they just had so many close calls. It's like, can you keep winning games like this? But it also would feel like it would validate this guy's entire career. Like Tony Bennett? Virginia wins it, yeah. yeah. No, I, the way he wanted. I'm rooting for him. Do you think he ends up with the UCLA coach or is that boat passed? <laughs> the job might still be – I mean, is the job going to be filled by tonight? Like, somebody told me that they thought – somebody like involved with UCLA that it wasn't just the buyout holding up the Jamie Dixon thing like that they thought that UCLA was kind of having a change like maybe they thought they could get somebody else uh to me it'd, it'd be one of the two guys still playing because I, I, I felt yesterday at least when the Rick Barnes thing the SEC pays so much money I bet he's just trying to get a big raise like does Rick Barnes feel UCLA no not at all so I don't Chris Beard he doesn't feel UCLA either necessarily, but I think you can go with a guy who doesn't 
feel who's not like a West Coast guy if he's a fantastic coach, and this guy's a fantastic coach. And Tony Bennett would be the easy one if he won the whole thing. You know, win or I, lose. I think Chris Beard would be like perfect at Arizona. Like he feels more like Arizona. I, than I agree. But uh, Arizona job not open at the moment. No. At the moment, you think it's coming? Well, I mean, I don't know. There's still a trial that's going to take place coming up in April. You know what's kind of weird about Auburn huh. is their <laughs> yeah. second their second I most do. famous player ever, Chuck Pearson, is going to jail. I mean, going to jail. And they're, like, celebrating. It's like, guys, Bruce. I mean, this guy wasn't just like, you know, this guy was a GA. This guy's a fucking famous NBA player. He's an alumni. He was your second assistant. He's now going to prison over the dude that just tore his ACL. Like, that's kind of a pretty big elephant in the room. He gets a ring, right? Because I saw a lot of people tweeting, like, the NCAA wants no part of Auburn winning the national championship. Yeah. But I I just – I feel bad for Chuck Person. I don't know much about Chuck Person, but it's like – feels like he got a raw deal. Very raw deal. Foul or no foul in the corner? Uh, I don't know where you stand. I just hate that call and shit yeah. like that. So, I, you know me. I, I've always hated the shooters getting fouls when they're kicking out their legs. But I, but I that wasn't even really that. No, right? he got his legs. I, that's a foul. You can't, like, run it. You can't, like, get underneath him and bump him. I hate seeing it happen. But I was so – I don't know why. It, I love seeing Kyle Guy step up, not because it was him, but seeing a guy just stroke three free throws like that. I was pretty impressed just by the the mental fortitude. <laughs> Guys, he didn't just stroke. I mean, he just nothing but net all three of them. I know. It was after after one of them after a timeout. There is literally no margin. You miss one, you're going to overtime. And if you miss the first one, what's the likelihood that you hit the next two? I mean, that's the pressure on that with everyone watching you. That's where I, I kind of lean. If you're listening to this before tonight that maybe just Jesus or something is on their side because they they shouldn't have won that game, and they did, and they shouldn't have won all these games, and it just – last year they lost to a 16 seed. And I I, actually, did you read that that guy turned down a job or something? The uh, UMBC UMBC? guy? No, I did not. I don't even know where he'd be going. I haven't been following him. Yeah, but he it's like, hey, buddy, you probably want to strike where the iron's hot, sign Pat Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this podcast is brought to you by, and what a perfect week for it, Ease, John. We've had many perfect weeks for it. Ease is the best. Deli- I saw their billboard over on uh, maybe Battery or something the other day in the city. The best delivery platform to get the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in California. Anyone, 21 and over, you get verified online in minutes. Yep, guy, pre-rolls, vapes, my favorite, sour diesel. Uh, edibles, topicals, they got it all for you. Southern California, Northern California, the coast, Sacramento, the 916. Shout out to Vladi Divox, Hall of Famer. That's right. Uh, he could probably use some because I know he he likes his cigarettes. Well, you just might as well use the CBD and THC. Ease.com, guy. Promo code HAM. $20 off your first purchase. Over $50, you get a free delivery. As we all know, it's very easy to do. Uh, if you're not using it, I don't know why you're, you, you need to and tell your friends and use the promo code ham. Yeah, definitely tell your friends. If you've already used it, we appreciate it. Tell somebody else it's spelled E A Z E.com ease.com promo code ham, promo code ham. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, obviously national championship tonight. Also the masters are this week. So it's a perfect time to jump in on mybookie.ag. MyBookie.ag, use the promo code HAM and the numeral 1, and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. I got some numbers for you guys. Let's see it. The heavy favorite going into the Masters is Rory at 6-1. to Okay. Next, DJ, 10-1. to Little overvalued, it feels like, but again, if you're going to gamble on the Masters and he finally wins a major for the first time in however many years and you don't bet on Tiger, you'd feel kind of like an idiot. I saw some pictures. He was at Augusta yesterday practicing in his all-white outfit, even though it was Sunday. A little weird, but practice round. 14 to 1. I like some value here in the 18 to 1, 20 to 1 range. Justin Thomas, 18 to 1. Jordan Spieth, been playing a lot better, 18 to 1. Ricky Fowler, I mean, Ricky's bound to win a major sooner or later, right? 18 to 1. You got Molinari, the Italian Stallion, 22 to 1. DeChambeau, 28 to 1. 
John Rom. I don't really like Rom's mental makeup for the Masters. A little aggressive, a little bit of a hothead. Probably needs to be humbled a little bit before he's going to win this tournament. And then just some great values, a little later guy. Fleetwood, who just greatest hair in PGA Tour history probably. 25 to 1. A little long, a little nap, a little a little nappy for my I it needs to, it doesn't I think it could be a little flowier. I I think he flows pretty well. We got Phil 40 to 1. Phil's window is closing very rapidly. Uh but he's still making a lot of cash. He's won this tournament before multiple times, 40 to 1. Bub- Bubba Watson guy, 30 to 1. And then we just get into some flyers. Tony Finau, remember last year par 3 contest on Wednesday. Uh, dislocated his ankle. F- ended up finishing in the top 10. Kucher, always solid, 45-1. to 1. How about this? Guy won it a couple years ago. Played pretty well. Was in the, uh, I think, Elite Eight. Or no, it was Final Four for the Sergio? match play. Sergio, 50-1. Yeah. to 1. So just- I, I think there's, like, here's the thing about this tournament. Is there, like, if we go back and just look, since the end of Tiger's reign, okay, the the list of guys that have won the Masters is not your... I'd love to go back and know what their odds were when the tournament began, but it's not necessarily... I mean, they're all good golfers. It's not necessarily your who's who. Who's okay? defending champ, Patrick Reed? So so Patrick Reed, I, I was curious. Did you say... I didn't hear you say... I don't... Did you say his uh, odds? Uh, Yeah, he was... De- he was... I mean, he's 50 to 1, so not great. No. I mean, here's the list of guys. But, since- he, but he also just... His wife, who's his manager and in charge of a swing, yep. like just got him a new coach like three weeks ago. Like okay. so he's got some weird shit going gets, on. I'm not saying pick him. You know his see. wife was his caddy and then they broke up their caddy relationship. Yes. And his new caddy is his brother, his wife's brother. Correct, brother in law. Yeah. They got some weird things. Remember there was on. the big we were talking about the big A Rod story, Rogers. There was the big Patrick Reed story a few years ago. You remember that one? Just the dove into like Augusta Junior College, because remember this is like where he's. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because it was like out of Georgia. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, doesn't talk to his parents. Spieth hates him. (laughs) Nobody likes him. Apparently, remember the deal when the uh, Ryder Cup last year, they all went to a Yankee game, but somehow Patrick Reed and his wife ended up in different seats, and she tweeted about it, like, "What's going on? Why aren't we in as good of seats as these other people?" They just always seem like just kind of the headache. You know, sometimes with chubby guys, they feel lovable, like the walrus, Craig Stadler back in the day. Now, I wouldn't, Patrick Reed's not that fat, but it, it feels like he's not, like you just see him, you're like, oh, I wouldn't want to be around that guy. <laughs> so, John, here's a list of guys. Tiger, obviously, last one in 05. We're talking about 05 was Tiger's last one at the Masters. So, long time ago. Phil won the next year, okay? Okay. Here's the list of guys that have won since Phil followed Tiger, because it went... Tiger, Tiger, Mike Weir, Phil, Tiger, Phil. Since Whatever then, happened to old Mike? I know. 07, Zach Johnson. 08, okay. Trevor Immelman. Yep. 09, Angel Cabrera. Yep. 10, Phil. Okay. 11, Charles Schwartzel. Yep. 12, Bubba. 13, yep. Adam Scott. I mean, is that, he? where's he? He had the uh, brief comeback last year, I thought. but Yeah, he. but he was... Yeah, you're right. I mean, he probably Adam Scott's forty to one. Oh, okay. That was pretty. That was pretty cool when he won it. Yeah, Bubba again in fourteen, Spieth in fifteen, Danny Willett in sixteen. I dare yeah. you to tell the difference between Danny Willett and Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia and Patrick Reed. My little brother's good friend, who was in his wedding, Tyler Raver, who played at UC Davis, who qualified for the U.S. Open like four or five years ago. For the course, it was in like PA or New York or one of those courses back there. So you get there on like a. You know, Monday or Tuesday, you start doing practice rounds. Well, a lot of these guys have their practice round partners. Well, if you're a random, like, Monday qualifier like Tyler Raber was, it's kind of weird. You know, I mean, they don't know you. So you just play – you just go – I guess you go to the clubhouse and be like, I'm ready to tee off now. And sometimes they pair you with someone. So he goes in there, his brother's caddy in for him, who played at Chico State, and his dad that played at Cal. So they're a golfing family. They're like, okay, you can go off with Danny Willett. So he walks up there. He's like, oh, they told me I'm going to do a practice round with you. And Danny Willett's like, no, you're not. I'm playing by myself. And so he's like, uh, okay. So he just let Danny Willett and he just followed him behind him. But his guess is a little weird. So by I'm, the not, way, I'm not a big Danny Willett guy. Yeah, and by the way, I thought for some reason I thought Danny Willett looked like Tommy Fleetwood, but he doesn't look anything like him. He doesn't have the hair. I think I'm thinking of a guy from Fresno State, Kevin Willett, 
who kind of looked like. Was he a golfer? I don't think he was much of a golfer, no. Had a lifted truck, though. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, man, I don't, like. To to me, the guy, the sleeper is. Do you think Tiger's going to win? Let's just start this right now. Do you do you think? I know we want him. We think he can. Like, do I close my eyes and picture him you, on Sunday right. in the lead on the back nine? No, I don't either. Because usually, more than likely, there is going to be a like you said, someone with shittier odds that like, oh my god, uh, Charlie Hoffman's in the lead, but then that guy falls apart and Rory, DJ, and Jordan Spieth kind of are all battling, right? With a Sergio and a Kucher. That's usually how it kind of plays out. Uh, I don't think Tiger's going to win. My betting favorite, the guy I just feel something, just a gut feeling on, is Jordan. He just plays really well at this tournament. He's won it at a young age. He easily could have won it a couple years ago when he kind of fucked up. Last year, remember, he was way out of it, and then he shot like eight under on Sunday to come storming back. Right. And I heard him a couple weeks ago on a podcast. He's like, why I felt good about it, even I was way out of it once I kind of got hot, is I looked up the leaderboard and I go, well, Patrick Reed's never won a major. So just, you just, but he he wasn't even trying to take a shot. He was just saying the nerves can overcome you. And it's just at that place to find a fall apart. I I just think that I I just, I'm not sleeping on Jordan here. And that's also where if you want to kind of go into the uh, old school Who'd say Phil just couldn't get hot? He's comfortable at this place. You know, it's just like, it, think of what a story that would be when Tiger's kind of the favorite and Phil ends up winning it at 48 years old. Because Phil, if he probably goes this year without winning one, now you could say, is it inconceivable to think like Phil at like 52 wins a major? No. But with every year that goes by in his late 40s, or early 50s, like it's going to get harder. Yeah. Like the more than likely it's like, you know, Kakepka, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Rory, DJ. I I, I do think we're going to get a pretty famous guy winning it. You know, you're like, damn. I, I It feels like a lot of good players are playing well. Feels like a pretty sweet Masters just because the Tiger element, golf feels kind of cool right now. A lot of young guys. I'm pretty excited. Again, it's just the Masters, so people care anyway, but. You know, it used to be that when Tiger was around, it intimidated people. I wonder if. Tiger being around just does what you just said. Just kind of, just kind of makes it a little more buzzy for everybody in a positive way. Just all the guys involved. It's just not that the Masters needs to feel any bigger. It's huge to them. But I wonder if Tiger being in the mix just kind of a it, it takes a little attention incrementally off of everybody else, right? Because it just adds a little more attention to Tiger. I just wonder if that helps everybody. Well, think about the group of young players, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler. Kepka's a little older. No, I think he's like late 20s. Like that group of just young stars all idolized Tiger growing up because he was fucking Michael Jordan at golf when they were like 12, right? In like the early 2000s. So it's just, it's, to me, it's kind of cool for them. But they've got to know him and he likes them all. So they're not necessarily intimidated by him like everyone was way back in the day because he was literally just kicking the shit out of them all. Now, also, a lot of those guys, Dustin Johnson's like, yeah, I hit the ball 30 yards past Tiger. <laughs> you know, Jordan, Justin Thomas is like, yeah, I'm 5'9", 160, and I'm just as long, if not longer at times. R- Rory's, what, 5'9", once, he's a little bigger. I know he's picking Kisner. That's a good question. He's playing well. I just think this... This place is just very intimidating for even the best player. Like, yeah. it just gets very serious on Saturday and Sunday. Like, you feel it watching on your couch. Like, you start getting nervous for guys. Like, this is intense. I can't wait. Uh, speaking of intense, John, Antonio Brown, who's been working out everywhere but the Raiders facility in the Bay Area, from what I can tell, uh, was at Cal the other day getting in work. Pretty cool for the Cal football players, by the way, that AB was around. Uh, yesterday on Twitter... Went into a little back and forth with some fans. Eventually, somebody tweeted at him an image of Juju Smith being named the Steelers MVP. And Antonio tweeted, emotion, boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year. Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. By the way, check the list. And then Juju tweeted, keep your emotions off the internet. All I ever did was show the man love and respect. From the moment I got in the league, I was genuinely happy for him, too, when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract. Now he takes shots at me on social media. 
Was he saying check the list like I've been team MVP like three or four times? It's got to be what he means, right? <laughs> yeah. I, To me, the whole thing is this is the reason that he's a major headache. I follow Juju pretty closely. Juju has gone out of his way to like get Antonio's back, saying how much he meant to him. The only thing I guess he could have done that would have pissed Antonio off was take the, the tweet out once Antonio was traded, the picture of him and Big Ben. It's like, hey, Antonio, like, you're gone. Like, that's his guy now. To me, Anto- to think that he's going to go to the Raiders and keep his emotions in check with a quarterback that has had some very low moments. Like, he'll have some good games, but he also has some games that are... I think what separates Derek and you and I, who are supporters of Derek, when he is playing well, he can have games where he looks like a top-five quarterback. Right. Yep. He can also have game. He's the one of the rare guys. Like he's got shit in the bag that even good players like Kirk Cousins or whatever or Flacco lately. Or I don't even know if Flacco's a good player, but you know what I'm saying. Like don't even have anymore. Kirk, Kirk's never had. But he also can have some moments be like, is that Blaine Gabbert playing? Like what is going on? And how is Antonio? Because Raider fans are pretty active on Twitter that if he does some weird shit, like, they might blast him, and clearly he doesn't handle that well. Like, he got set out off yesterday by a, a simple picture from a random, you know, fan with 100 followers that clearly struck a chord. Because I've been there, too. We, we all respond to things that you struck a chord. It's almost like jealousy, but it's like, Antonio, why do you even care? You wanted out. You got out. This guy's had your back, publicly supported you, and then you blast him. Kind of over the time, I think Juju's reaction was pretty genuine. Like, what the fuck, man? Well, like, Juju, like, in a in a world where social is usually veiled shots, Juju, he said the emotions thing, but then he was pretty direct. Like, hey, he didn't take any shots. He just said, I don't get it. I had your back, man. What's your problem? Um, I feel like I Juju impressed. is the Kevin Hart of, uh, of the NFL, just all very positive. He's a very positive guy. Like, he doesn't do negatives. He doesn't really do shit talk. And A.B. to fire at him, the, the likelihood that this is going to be some smooth season for a team that's probably not going to be that good is pretty nuts. You know? Well, it just, it's like, if he was the only thing that we had to think about with the Raiders, it, it would feel a little different, I think. Right? But you have Gruden, who you don't know when he's going to take a shot at somebody. You've got a first-time GM who we all like and respect, but who knows how that's going to work with Gruden. You got Derek; seems like a make-or-break year. There's just a lot going on for this team. Uh, they added Vontez Perfect. I don't know if that really matters, but they did. There's just a lot going on. Like, and now we could say th- there was a lot going on for the Steelers too. Like the Ben is Ben is just in and of himself a lot. And there's Super Bowl expectations and all that. Did cancel the radio show, though. All right. Well, good. I mean, too bad, but fine. Yeah, how, much does that, how much does that suck for the host? I don't listen Fuck. to a lot of other radio. I don't listen to a lot of radio in general. But I, I tuned in multiple times last year to hear the Ben Roethlisberger show because I just knew he would say something that like you had to be listening to catch and it would be a shot at somebody. But my point is, like, that's a big blow for no, that show. No, I agree. Show. It was good. It was a good spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that that had to be doing pretty good numbers, right? That had to be a pretty lucrative partnership for the for the. I would imagine they have the Steelers, right? Like whoever's hosting it, that sucks for them. Well, if I'm them, you know what I do is once Ben, if I don't get Ben back, but when he retires, I try to get Ben back because Ben will just. You think Ben ripped people when he was in the locker room with them? What about when he's not? And I also think you probably still could get Ben on a couple spots, especially if things start going well. Yeah, like has Ben just cut off all media in general? It didn't feel like he did that much to begin with, did it? No. I, but I, I, I will say this, John. I, I, like, if this is the tamest thing that Antonio gets into, fine, whatever. This doesn't affect anything. It's April. It doesn't matter to the Raiders. But is this going to be the only thing? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just feels like they got a ticking time bomb on a team that just is consistently shitty. So just, it's consistently shitty. They, they have one, and Mayock will tell you, what Mayock's biggest, 
you know, Raider hater beside Haberman. <laughs> They've been the worst team in the league beside like the Browns the last 20 years. So to think that all of a sudden they're going to be good this year is unrealistic. They, they never are good. Same things happen, new administration, new coaches. And I, I, I don't think last year was the best season for like, yeah, I, re- I think John Gruden's going to be okay. <laughs> like beside his friends, like who's saying that in the league? I think John Gruden's going to be a pretty good coach now. No. no. If they we, – we do these exercises all the time, and it's very kind of radio podca- – podcasting now. I mean, does radio even exist? Where it's like, if they had a coaching draft and you could draft from scratch, where would so-and-so go? Well, let's just say of the 32 coaches in the NFL right now and of the 32 GMs are picking, and it's just you pick a number out of a hat. So, you know, it's random. Does John Gruden go in the top 15? I don't think there's any way he goes in the top 10. Does he go ahead of Matt LaFleur and his perfect eyebrows? Uh, he'd go ahead of Matt LaFleur. But I, but I also think Matt LaFleur would go like the late 20s. But you agree, right. no chance he goes top 10. Zero. Uh, Andy? Bill? Pete? Pete? McVay? Sean four, Payton? Five. Does he go ahead of his brother? Uh, I, I think Jay's got some issues personality-wise too, but I. All right, I well, mean, he's not in top ten then. Yeah. Uh, Tomlin? Bruce, Ar- Bruce, yeah, Tomlin, Arians, Bruce Tomlin, Arians, seven. Uh, Doug Peterson, eight. Gus. Uh, would Matt Nagy go ahead of Matt John Nagy? Gruden would right yeah. Would Kyle go ahead of John Gruden? Sorry, not Gus. What's his name in Atlanta? Uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. He'd go ahead of John Gruden. Um, like I would take Kyle ahead, right? Like I know it yeah, sounds, I, 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 but but it's not even me and you. I think majority of GMs would one thousand percent take Kyle Shanahan over John Gruden. So it's just his resume of the last fifty. Hey, what a Super Bowl! Yeah, guy and I were sophomores in high school. Like it's like the one year Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, if you had won a Super Bowl in the last 10 years, okay. He hadn't coached for 10 years, and then his one year, it felt like he was really over his Would head. Would Frank Wright go ahead? 1,000%. 1,000%. That's a great one. Oh, uh, Bob? Bill O'Brien? Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill O'Brien would go ahead of him. Bill O'Brien's made the playoffs like five times in six years with random quarterbacks beside Deshaun Watson. So I, I just think we're talking about I, – I think a lot of GMs – would judge him too on like his ego so big I'll never be able to work with him. So that's partly what you know he'd fall like he might go really low in this hypothetical because people wouldn't even want to fuck with him. And and I do think that's part of this, right? Like Gruden's ego so big. What happens when AB takes just a veiled shot at him? Because that's coming if they're not winning. And you just go based on history, they're not going to be winning. They don't win. They've had the one season and that looked like an all time outlier. Now looking back, right? Like, these last couple of years are, were the Raiders' season. That year was just, like, a freak deal. And then they traded the best player on that team immediately before the season last year, who was a multiple all-pro that season, defensive player of the year. And Derek had his best season by a country mile. I mean, looked like a completely different player. So, can he bounce back? They've added talent. But I just – for me, it's not even as much about X's and O's. It's more about, like – John butts heads with these players. Right. And it's just, it gets weird. It just gets weird. You know? Jason Garrett? I I think Jason kind of gets a raw deal guy. I'm not saying he's great, and I'm not saying he's, you know, a top 10 coach, but he's proven a lot more than John in the last 10 years. Well, his team just uh, extended Demarcus Lawrence, and Demarcus will be on the field uh, any day now. And by any day now, as you told me, five months from now. Torn labrum. Torn labrum. Uh, his guaranteed at signing $48 million, his air quotes on – I still have like, – if you told me tomorrow it's actually pronounced Spotrick and not Spotrack, I'd believe you. Did you know that the, the, the ad on the Warriors jersey is Rakuten? I thought it was Rakuten this whole time, but it's Rakuten. 
I still don't really know who or what they are. I guess they're a Chinese-based company that's like Oracle of China. Okay. Uh, but DeMarcus, 65 million practical guarantees. As you told me, everyone was tweeting. What, 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 what's one way to, to couch his contract, DeMarcus Lawrence? He got the most money ever in the first 12 months for a non-quarterback. We like moving the goalposts a lot on contract. He got the most money in his third direct deposit in the history of the league. Well, How much fucking money did he get? That's all anyone cares about. I, so, I'm tired of all these like different angles. So that's getting taken as like more money than Khalil Mack. But Khalil Mack's guarantee at signing was $60 million, so $12 million higher. And Khalil Mack's practical guarantees was $90 million. Okay, so $25 million more dollars. So I think Khalil Mack, in his first 12 months of signing, got $31 million in his bank. This guy got 40 or something. That's a win, Khalil's John. like, okay, cool, but I still got $90 fucking million coming to me. Luckily, I'm not going to run through the $31 million in 12 months. Yeah. Thank God for this thing they call a savings account. So, like, 31's good. So, uh... Like Rod, remember Rod, the story last year on Rogers got like eighty million over the first twelve months. Like it was insane. It might have even been less. It might have been like the first six months. What do you even do? Like, well, to me, that's why. Last week you were kind of you were making fun of the deferred money, and the deferred money if it's two thousand seventy two is pretty insane. Yeah, Bryce Harper they want to pay him through twenty seventy two. But if the if the deferred money to me is like through twenty forty, like. What what am I going to do with eighty million? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, like pay me fifteen and then pay me like I, I don't mind deferred money. I'm not against guaranteed. it just fundamentally, but twenty seventy two don't act like you're doing me a favor. No, that that's pretty nuts. But you agree, like if Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, Bryce, uh, who knows if Social Security will be around in twenty seventy two? This is your safety net. Like the fuck, forget you. Yeah, twenty seventy two is a little extreme. You might, you know, you think you're going to retire at 65, Bryce, but who knows? You might. But I think everyone kind of rips a guy, and yet the contract that gets easily the most credit for an individual is like (laughs) Bobby Bonilla took him to the shed, and he's he did because he keeps getting a million dollars, and he fucking has a play. But I think the counter to that is you get the money now. I don't know what your dollar is going to be worth in 30 years, and you can invest the money. You can invest 30 million today. And who know? And then you do whatever you want with that money. That would be the argument, the counter. Right? I agree, but if the number is so stupid high, like a like, million dollars in thirty years might be what five hundred thousand dollars is today, maybe less. Well, who knows? Cl- clearly, a million dollars for Bobby Bonilla of what it was twenty years ago is not the same, but it still guarantees him income. Just keep on flowing. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So uh, let's get to the 49ers aspect of this. They do have a really good defensive lineman. Uh, now you're still a couple years away from free agency or franchise tag or whatever if you're DeForest Buckner. Um, when Khalil Mack signed, I don't think we immediately started going, all right, how does this affect DeForest Buckner? Because we didn't think he was a $90 million player. But is he a $65 million player? Demarcus Lawrence, we're still going, we're coming into year, what, four for DeForest, right? Or is it year three? It's your, it's going to be year four. He just finished yeah, his four. third year. So you still got the, likely fifth year option after that what what contract could the Niners offer him right now that he would sign well I was trying to coming look off up. by the way is tw- uh, his best <clears throat> by far his best season as a pro 12 sacks yeah best season by a mile uh this is great podcast I'm trying to fucking look up Fletcher Cox's contract yeah, no, but this is not- radio John there's not a break coming up in four minutes we're not trying to keep somebody past the quarter hour you take I, your time. I, I I just think that DeForest Buckner, like that $65 million is a huge win for the 49ers. Because when Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald's contracts were just out there, you're like, well, he's not as good as those guys. But he's still pretty damn good. So you're like, yeah, probably 60 to 70. But he's not DeMarcus Lawrence, who was just franchised. Now, DeForest is a franchisable player, right? Like if DeForest was a free agent right now and they couldn't agree on a contract, the Niners would franchise him. Like, instead of franchising Robbie Gold, which, do you know that Robbie Gold hasn't signed his franchise tender? Like, Robbie, you're a fucking kicker. Sign your $5 million, the money. But if if DeForest had also been a free agent, Robbie would have been a free agent. Because they wouldn't have franchised him. They would have kept DeForest Buckner. But I think the number 65 is a huge win because I don't think he's getting $65 million. 
I, I, I would guess probably 55 to 60, which the Niners probably feel pretty good about because when Khalil's number came out, you're like, well, with inflation, a couple years later, it still might be 70. I don't think it's going to be more than 65. I don't think there's any chance, guy, it's more than 65. I would agree with you. Like right now, if we're looking at the top defensive line contracts. For some reason, they must have taken like Fletcher Cox spot track down because it doesn't even exist for me. I'm looking at him here. Uh, I'm looking at him right now, third among defensive linemen. What and he signed two years ago. What, what was his money? What was his guaranteed? So guaranteed at signing was $36 million. Total guarantee was $63 million. Yeah, I don't see how he gets. I don't see how DeForest gets over sixty, because Fletcher is a much better player than him. Now it's two years removed. Like Fletcher signed that last year, so he played. If Fletcher was a free agent today, what would he get? At that same age that he was two years ago. I mean, Khalil Mack, twenty six. Yeah, at twenty six instead of sixty million guaranteed. He might not get ninety, but I think. Well, he get eighty. To me, he'd get eighty. You know, like Aaron Donald got eighty six. Would he get eighty six? He get. I feel like he'd get eighty, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're like, I had to give 90 to a 26-year-old Fletcher Cox, is that bag of a deal? Like He's the best player and a Super Bowl champion. He's To me, he's good enough that if he signed his deal a year after Aaron signed his deal, at 20, like if he had been 26 a year after Aaron, because all these contracts, if you're just kind of close to the guy and a year's gone by, you're going to get more than him, right? Well, I think that's where Howie's really good. And historically, the Niners have been really good. And you know who was really good at this? The Texans forever with J.J. Watt is you get them two years before the free agency year. So they have their fourth year and their fifth year. And then when that contract kind of gets close, you you re-up and you change it again. So you never fuck with the $90 million. Like part of the reason Khalil Mack's money got so insane was because two years when the Raiders could have got him probably for like $65 million, they chose Gabe Jackson slash they might not have had the cash. The the Rams, I don't think, didn't want to pay Aaron Donald. They just said, screw it. We can still keep him on this money. Let's pile these other players, try to win the Super Bowl. And it just didn't work. But I, I understand what they were doing. Where I think with Fletcher, the Niners can approach it like that with DeForest and get him for like 50. Like, how does he turn down five years, $20 million per, so $100 million, 58 guaranteed? How, how, does, how does DeForest turn that down? Well, I mean, if he thinks I just had a huge jump from year two to year three, let my me team's play. Like, my my defensive line is gonna be way better, so I'm gonna eat even more. Let me play this year out. I know I'm not going anywhere. Like they're still gonna have the fifth year option on me, but let me play this year. But again, out. I'm putting five years, a hundred million, and yeah. I know they like me. They're, I'm not gonna get cut anytime soon, so I'm gonna see a lot of that cash. Well, and the counter right is, if I sign the deal now at 25 then maybe I sign another deal before I'm 30, right? If if I told you that they gave him the DeMarcus Lawrence contract, would you think that's crazy? Cra- he's, 20, he's 25 years old. No, I don't think it's crazy because I think you're kind of betting. If you're them, you're betting on he's going to play his way. Like, he's close to that number now, and he's going to play his way into that contract. Like, we would, think he's still getting better. Wouldn't you also bet... Even with D. Ford and even potentially Nick Bosa, he might be our best defensive lineman. Like these next three or four years, he should go to the Pro Bowl every year. He should be one of the best yeah, players. If in- I told you he turns into an All Pro, an all, not a Pro Bowler, an All Pro, yeah, he could have an All Pro season. So now, the, only, the only counter would be it's just difficult because he's got two Hall of Famers. Yeah, the position stuff. But I'm just saying he plays that level. Yeah. Like he is an All Pro level player. He's got it in the bag. If he was a free agent, let's say that player hit free agency. We just saw the level of guys that hit free agency. How much would he get? Just given the, how we know free agency works, all the money, $75 million? Yeah. He'd get overpaid. He'd get, yeah. So right I mean, now, D, what would you— D4, D4 just got 50. You'd feel—and you'd feel better about paying DeMarcus Lawrence than D—I mean, DeMarcus Lawrence. DeForest Buckner than D4. Everyone's with a D. I know. DeForest, you'd feel better about paying Marcus, him. DeForest, D— D, just D? You'd feel better about playing, paying DeForest than D. Ford right now, right? Just given the injury history of D. Ford. Yes. So if I told you the Niners signed DeForest for $55 million guaranteed, you'd say that's a win for the Niners. Big win for the Niners. So it's 65. But I, but I also don't think like DeForest is getting screwed. He just Right. That's what happens when you sign early. It's just you have to give back a little. And I, I But I'd also say it's one of those contracts – 
unless he just has a devastating injury, I I bet if you looked at Fletcher Cox's money over the last four or five years, he's seen every penny, guaranteed or not, right? Like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald are going to see an astronomical amount of that, whatever their total number was, like 130, 140. Like they're going to see – when you're that good, you, you kind of just make your quarterback – like you see every penny because they're not going to – especially for Khalil, they're never cutting Khalil. With DeMarcus – He's hurt, so it was a little different. Like, he's had some injuries. But, like, with DeForest, he's 25 years old. They drafted me. He's never really been injured. You know, if he's just pretty durable these next five years, whatever contract he signs, he's going to see the majority of the cash. That, that to me, gets overlooked. So, like, including this year in cash, uh, <laughs> Fletcher Cox got $27 million in year one, $9 million in year two, $11.5 in year three. He's going to get 15.6 this year. Okay. After this year, his dead cap number drops from 36 to 24. His base salary uh, goes up to 12. His cash is 13. I mean, they could. But even 24, like that's an uncuttable number. Yeah. 24, 21, and 21. Yeah, I mean, he's going nowhere. Oh, I'm sorry. His dead cap is 24, 13, and 7 the next. So you could, like, he might be looking at two more years in Philly this year and next. Yeah. But that's usually what a guy, a Hall of Fame that happens, guy has John? nine or ten years. Yeah, and if that happens, we're talking, you know, almost all the money. So Yeah, and I also player. think with a guy like that, you usually get a year more in a franchise like that where you've been the stalwart, you've been drafted by him, you've lived up to the hype, you've won with him, he's just really good, you get probably an extra year. Like To me, he's you said this year's 24, next year's 13. He's a lock to get those two. And then even the seven... No, no, no. Sorry, dead cap, this year's 36. The next year's 20. So 2020 is 24. So he's a lock those two years. 2021 is 13. I would say even if he's slipping... You probably give him that year. Okay. And then 2022, he's seven. That that might be bye-bye. But that's three seasons. I mean, it's NFL three years as dog years. I mean, it's... But how old is Fletcher Cox? 28. Yeah. I'll say this. I wouldn't say DeForest is better than him at the same age, 25, but the gap isn't as crazy wide. Like, DeForest is pretty damn good at 25 years old. Yeah. You know, Fletcher had his best season that year they won the Super Bowl when he was 26. Or he might have been 27. And then he was excellent this year. So I, I think you go, God damn, these next three years. If I'm the Niners, I want to do a deal. Just get this taken care of. I'm being pretty proactive, and usually they are. Wouldn't you be a little surprised if week one comes and over the offseason, whether it's training camp, whether it's the spring, they don't announce an extension with DeForest? I hadn't really thought about it until we started talking about it today, but it just makes a lot of sense. I think if you're him, you're just so far – not with the franchise tag. You just – like you're not going to be a free agent. You're too good. Yeah, but if like they're taking care of you and like we said, you're going to see all this cash, It does. It's, it's a win-win. Like if you can go – well, if you can get the number to 60, so a little less than 65, but over 55 – and you average $20 million a year, I feel pretty good about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of free agency, John, the uh, the Warriors played their last home game at Oracle Arena in the regular season. Farewell, Oracle! We've got a bunch more playoff games. And the prices go up! Uh, wearing the sweet throwbacks. And uh, Sam Amick also uh, wrote a big thing in The Athletic. Uh, about he did a, He did a player poll. And one of the polls was, where will Kevin Durant be playing next season? 109 players voted, which is, you know, just under a third of the league. And, I guess, about. And this is their response. New York Knicks, 63%. Kevin Durant will be playing next year. The Warriors were second at 20%. The Nets were third at 4.5%. The Clippers were fourth at 2.7%. So, Knicks 63, Warriors 20%, Brooklyn 4.5, Clippers 2.7%. Has Kevin Durant, how, do you feel better today than you did, let's say, three months ago that Durant has played his last game at Oracle Arena in the regular season or not? Uh, 
Well, I guess I he's feel, played his last regular season game because yeah, the next one be a chase, re- but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I still think he's gone. But the closer it gets, whenever you deal with a guy that I don't really know what he stands for or what he's going to do, you don't feel quite as confident. It was easy to say, like, in June – or, I mean, in January, he's gone! He's out! <laughs> and now it's like, is he really going to leave? I mean, they're just kicking the shit out of everyone. They've kind of amped it back up when they realize, oh, let's get the number one seed. They came out with, like, bazookas and just eviscerated everyone in their in their path. Now it's just over. They closed Oracle. It was pretty badass they wore those jerseys. I, I didn't realize this. They had to petition the league to even get it. And it makes sense. Like, the Warriors capped out because they wear 15 different jerseys during the year to sell them. But this wasn't, like, Joe's all about the money. And I'm sure they're going to sell some of these. But this was the players. Like, it, it wasn't a financial idea, like, at its core. It probably becomes one moving forward. When but did you I, find I, out they were wearing them? When did you well, see it got, that? It, it, well, it got announced yesterday when the game started. They yeah, that's what, okay. I thought I was like, am I crazy or did, did this just get announced? Yeah, they did not get announced. Then well, they I showed guess, the video of them wheeling the jerseys into the locker room and the players kind of going off. The, I guess the players found out, like they petitioned the league because they realized like they're not going to allow you to do it. So they petitioned the league. They found out like the end of last week. So they've known for four or five days. It's pretty impressive they kept it quiet, don't you think? Yeah. Shows you, like, I don't even think players are like. But then you realize they knew when a couple guys had orange shoes that matched, you realize they had to know ahead of time because you had to get the shoes. It was it was, it was was pretty cool. It, it was. And Marcus Thompson had a pretty good tweet. He's like, you know the irony of this whole deal? People hated these jerseys back in the mid Well, I don't think they're that good looking, but they're cool I don't as think throwbacks. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't roll them back out now moving forward? No, I think the uniforms they have now are way better. I would agree, but I actually now again maybe it's it's like Cindy Crawford or Halle Berry is going to pull off any outfit. See, the Warriors are fucking throw on. I mean, that, that to me the one Chinese one that's all black is pretty ugly, but they look fine in it and they kick ass in it. Like you could put Jordan in anything and he's going to look fine. You're right. Maybe that uniform on just like random players looks shitty, but I was like, God, it looks pretty cool on these guys. Yeah. But they're all they were also up like forty on the Clippers. Dude, the Clippers are good. God, these guys are incredible. I don't know, man. I I, I still think he's gone. At the end of the day, he's going to go to the New York Knicks. There is a huge elephant in the room here, and I don't know if it's next week or in two weeks, but this is one of the biggest lotteries in recent memory given what's at stake for the number one overall pick and who the player is and then just how famous the player is right now. You know that with the lottery odds that have changed, that one through four have the same odds of getting the first overall pick. And if you're like the seventh team, you can get like your odds of just being in the top four aren't that bad. Like it's kind of crazy. Like there's a decent chance you're like, oh my God, the Dallas Mavericks are drafting second. Yeah. It's going to be people I think just assume it's going to be like the Knicks, Bulls, and Cavs, one, two, three. I, I don't know, man. We'll see. Now, I also, I was texting someone last night. If I was the NBA, I would attempt to rig this. <laughs> if if you if we're ever gonna do the cold uh, envelope again, remember that they always claim that's what happened with Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. with the Knicks, mm-hmm. who I stumbled actually on the Big East thirty for thirty the other night. It was really good. Like God, this was badass. All these guys in the Big East and the ESPN and just the famous coaches and you're watching. Like God, Patrick Ewing was is almost feels underrated right now. The seven foot guy that could run like that and how hyped up he was. He should have been. But to me, you if Zion, if they get the number one overall pick and whenever the lottery is, it's usually first round of the playoffs, when the playoffs start next week. So if the Knicks get it, the buzz on Kevin going there will exponentially grow, right? Why wouldn't Kevin, if he is going to leave, want to go play with Zion and Kyrie? Doesn't it kind of make sense then? Makes a lot of sense, John. But I did see a counter that said, well, Kevin's, one of his problems with the Warriors is he could never shake Steph's star, even though he's the two-time Finals MVP, and shit, he might win the third straight Finals MVP. Would Zion, now Kevin is dramatically better, but Zion's a pretty big deal. Well, but Zion's a big star. I Kevin's, I don't think he'll ever be nearly the player that Kevin is, and that's not saying anything. But that's Kevin not necessarily might be the point. No, like, no, I, I understand. People, if, if, you, if you would imagine, if you were a nine-year-old kid in New York, and you were a big basketball fan. You love the Knicks, but the team sucks so much. This summer, they get the number one overall pick and get Zion. 
Kyrie and Kevin come, what jersey do you think Guy Haberman, nine years old, eight years old, New York buys, if you could buy one of the three? Zion's always smiling, man. I think Zion is the unanimous choice by most of the youth. You know what? I, he said yesterday that he would have, if he could do it again, if he could have gone pro out of high school, he would have gone to college. He said the reason he went to Coach K is because Coach K told him, like, I see you as a basketball player. You're not just a dunker. Like, I know who you are. Now, would he most, really? Most, most people were telling him the opposite. Like, you'll be a star and all this stuff. And yeah. Coach K, I'm going to make you a player. He's like, but he's like, I know you're a, I know you're a well-rounded basketball player. Anyway, I think Zion's incredible. I think there are people, by the time the draft rolls around the NBA, I think one thing you're going to be hearing a lot of is there are NBA scouts, GMs, whoever, who think that Ja Morant should be the number one pick, not Zion. Yeah, but if they have the number one pick and they get Kyrie, they don't need Ja Morant. No, for sure. So I think my point is, though, I think the number two pick in this draft is going to be just as valuable as the number one pick if somebody with a point guard gets the number one pick, right? If Zion goes one, I think people are going to feel like at two, you can get the better player in Ja. Is there any chance that John Morant goes number one overall? I think there is a chance, yes. What team would that have to be? I don't know. I hadn't thought that far about it. But I think there are a number of people that just think, talking to like evaluators. That this guy's an elite talent. That he, Yeah, that he's just a great player. Like if, they, Z- if Zion had just been a solid top ten pick, that this guy would go number one. I just think the thing with Zion is like, again, people love him, but he's, he's, he's kind of he's plays a little bully ball. In college, how much is it going to translate, blah, blah, blah. People think he's going to be really good. But I just think people think Ja is a star also. I, to me, there is a legitimate question on Zion. You weigh 285 pounds at 18, 19. I think you and I can attest, the older you get, you don't get skinnier. Now, I do think some players historically, like Barkley is a good example, you can if maybe he's, his nutrition plan is not great, like – he could change his diet and lose like 10 pounds, no problem. But he does play basketball. He plays really hard. Like he does carry the weight pretty naturally. Maybe he's just a really big bone, thick guy. But if you say there's a team next year, and this is where if you are Kevin and they do get the number one overall pick, you could even argue number two. Because if they got the number two pick and him and Kyrie, why couldn't you take John Morant too? <laughs> right? They would still, like the Knicks wouldn't pass on John Morant. Now you could argue. Could they take John Morant and then do kind of like a LeBron James, like trade John Morant straight up for like Devin Booker? Just do a crazy trade where you get kind of a more veteran guy with those two guys, which would be on the table too. Because like what you're saying. But this is all like, you're on the Warriors right now. Yeah, but but I think we've learned with this guy that, and in fairness to Kevin, did you see Billy Donovan's quote today? He said uh, – it was like an Oklahoma City shoot-around. He's like, what do you think about Izzo saying that he needed the second championship to validate his career? And he's like, you know, because I had forgotten, but the championship that Izzo won, he beat Billy in the championship. So they're, I think they're pretty tight. And Billy's like, yeah, then, you know, several years later, I win the first. Anyway, I went back-to-back. And he's like, everyone's like, oh, you're on top of the world. He's like, literally nothing in your life changes beside when they write your name instead of writing one-time chant, they write two times. He's like, I actually became depressed because there's no way to sustain it. You start getting, you start thinking about all the wrong shit when it used to be about the right reasons. He's like, it wasn't until I saw uh, a 60-minute clip with Tom Brady and Tom Brady had just won like three and four years and Tom was like, you know, at the end of the day, like, the championships are great and the trophy, but you do it really for the process of your team. Like that's why you love doing like playing and especially in football practice. And Billy's like, obviously as a coach, I love practice, but just like Kevin probably realized this whole life. You wanted to be a champion. Then he became the champion and it really doesn't change that much. So it's like if his happiness here for whatever reason is not fulfilled, maybe chase this new championship and just mix it up. Like it's not really that crazy because I would have bet if you got him over some cocktails, he's like, I already knew I was an all-time great player. It's kind of halt. Like, I had to validate it with these MVPs. I was already fucking great. And this he's kind of right. Yeah, John, this is where, and I think you said this before we were talking about, but before we started the podcast, I've thought the Clippers for a long time were kind of a sleeper here. You said you don't think it makes sense that the Nets would be ahead of the Clippers. I agree with you. But I think what we're not given enough credit to whether but the, it's the, Brook- the net the Nets are kind of like Brooklyn uh, Clippers East. They are, right. and so whether it's the Clippers or the or the Nets or whatever, 
I think there's something to be said for what you're talking about, which is, it's is it it's not selfish of Kevin, or maybe it is selfish, but not in the bad way selfish to want to try and do it on his own. Like, can I go through the process of leading a team to a championship when I am clearly the best player on the team? Like, I'm with you. I do not hold that against him because that's not the situation he's in right now. Does it make his championship worth less? No, but not necessarily to prove it to everybody else, but just to do it for himself. I want to win one of these where I'm the dude and I know they could not have done it without me. And I want to go through that whole thing. Do you agree that when he showed – you and I went to that press conference three and a half years later, is there – if, if you just would have been like, hey, John and Guy, make, make boxes that he has to check off for this to be a success. In his three years here, there is literally not a box that you could have written the day that he signed on that 4th of July, right, is when he signed. 4th of July was uh, when he announced. When he announced. Okay, yeah. It didn't become official till whenever. But So that 4th of July, when we found out – I'm wasn't I'm coming home? That was LeBron. I'm coming to the Warriors. That famous picture of him, like in the vineyard, right? Yeah. In, well, uh, yeah. Martha's Vineyard, or wherever the fuck no, he was. Yeah, it was like not? a, a <laughs> just a, a wall with ivy on it. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a cool pick. Uh, and it's did did Marcus me, Thompson so, do one of those when he did the athletic? Probably. Uh, but there's not a box he he hasn't checked off, right? He's done everything possible. He's been an unreal player. Uh, he's been an, he didn't win an MVP, but I think most people would be like, you could argue he's been the best player in the league the last two and a half years. He's won finals MVPs. He's dominated in the playoffs. Like Ben, just like, holy shit. This guy is, he had a couple moments in the finals where it's like, this is incredible. He's not going to miss. I mean, he's just unfucking stoppable. He just, whenever he's wanted during the regular season, it's been a, like, he's just on a completely different level. Like it's like him, Steph and, James and LeBron, like he's in the core three or four of his era by a mile. He's made a ton of money. It's been really successful off the court, right? His ventures have been cool. He's been, he's made a huge imprint in this area. Like he's already done enough to already always be talked about in this area, right? And his connections are made. He didn't get to play in Chase, but he doesn't give a shit. Like that doesn't mean anything to him. I I just don't see what else he could have, a box he could have checked. Like it could the one time it got a little weird, you could argue it wasn't really his fault, though a little petulant with his claps. And it, but he does the clap sometimes. And that's what a scorer does when Draymond lit him up about the claps. Uh, he was, I mean, kind of involved. And I think if you wanted to go, that was kind of on him because all Draymond was asking him to do was just commit. And in fairness to Kevin, like he didn't feel comfortable committing. So why commit to something? Like if you don't want to marry her, you're not a good guy just because you ask her to marry her, even if you don't like her. You know, it's just so Kevin didn't commit because he didn't feel comfortable committing. So you can't really hold that against him. Like, and that was the main premise of Draymond calling him a bitch because he's like, you're you're not all in. Well, he's not all in, but he's all in enough from a basketball standpoint. You could never dispute when you're watching him. Like, he'll go through the motion some games. Like, who doesn't? But you know what? Kevin hasn't truly tried everything he possibly could have done when it matters to win championships. Here's what he owes. Here's what he owes the Warriors. He owes them his best effort right now while he's under contract. That's what he owes them. He doesn't owe them anything beyond that. Now you'd and, love to say on a team you owe, but it's just it's not the business of sports. You owe what you signed up for, and that's what he's doing. He's delivering. Can't deny. I it. do. I, I do think Draymond, his outburst, does kind of speak to like Steph Clay and him. And I think he's also kind of speaking for like indirectly for like Bob Myers and Joe Lake of like, bro, we want you. This might even cost them me because right. they might get rid of me. Right. But everyone wants you here forever. Yeah. I, I think it's crazy to them. And But it, back to my analogy with the relation, you can't force that shit on people. And I think sometimes with human beings, especially if they're wired a little like Kevin, it, it pushes them the other way. And that, that's why I've been very confident. Like he's not coming back just because that incident alone would have been easy like – he could have come out and been I don't know why Draymond's yelling at me. I want to be here forever. He never even – he's gotten the opposite. He won't even touch it, right? If anything, the one article that was written by Ethan that really wasn't that crazy. And to defend Ethan, you notice the Warriors never said a goddamn peep about that. Like It's not like they – Ethan was way off on this one because they know he's right. It's the one where he snapped. Right. And what happens, kind of like Antonio Brown, they – Ethan struck a chord a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'd get tired of everyone writing about what kind of person I am. All the, You want to write about me as a basketball player, but always just 
writing you, like you like I can see Kevin's right. You don't know me, and all you're doing, everybody's writing all these pieces where they like psychoanalyze Kevin. Like, what's up? What's up with Kevin? Like, leave me alone. <laughs> it doesn't work like that when you're pro athlete, but I can understand at some point. Just like leave me alone. <laughs> well, he, but he does not help. Do you see this weekend, Shannon Sharp? Instagram that picture of the big fat dude kicking the white guy down the stairs. The guy, the guy was talking shit. I mean, it's a pretty funny video clip. Okay. And the big ass fat black guy at the top of the stairs is like, "Don't come at me, bro! Don't come at me, bro!" And then he finally rushes, and the guy kicks the white guy down the stairs. And Chad Sharp's like, his quote was, "When people try to tell you that Kevin Durant's better than LeBron James, yeah." And Kevin responded. <laughs> See, and Shannon did a joke with it, and Kevin responded. Kind of like LeBron James at the top of the mountain, Kevin Durant's coming up the stairs. And so it's like, Kevin, you tri- love to claim you're not yeah. sensitive. You are. Stay out and, of I, and that's where I think. Shut it down. People are consistently just. I, I, See, when you say that, I, I, I understand where Kevin gets mad about it, but I don't see where they're ever wrong. Like, Kevin, you are really sensitive. You're always yeah. fucking – you're the only guy of that level of fame that consistently reacts to this shit. I know. I'm just saying, like, the cycle of it is you're sensitive. No, I'm not. And then we're going to say something so you react to prove that you're sensitive. So I he's just stuck in this cycle. But I think Shannon would tell you I just – I didn't – Quote him in the tweet. I didn't include him, and he like seeks it. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. Like, when's the last not time you himself? typed into Twitter, Guy Haberman? I mean, I couldn't even tell you. And, and, and I I can't imagine. Like, I'll give you the best guy that would have the most right to clap back all the time would be LeBron, who if on any given day he typed in his name to Twitter or Instagram, he would just see stuff where he could start firing back. And I might, if I was him, just some fuck yous, my bank statements. And I, I, I'll i give him a lot of respect on this. He's never done it. And he has, to me, way more leeway to have done it than Kevin. Kevin just can't help himself. And I'll, I'll give this guy credit. Gary Radnich, his theory on when you're single and that powerful and rich, you got a lot more time on your hand than Steph with his wife and yeah. his kid. Or even yeah. a guy... Like LeBron, at the end of the day, he goes home. He's been married and dated Savannah for 10-plus years, and they got a bunch of kids, and he's got other shit to do. So he, for a guy that I make fun of LeBron for being on social media a lot, I would imagine Kevin's on social media dramatically more than LeBron. Because at the end of the day, when he goes home, he doesn't just sit on the couch in an empty home, right? He's got Bronny Jr. and LBJ Jr. I don't even know his kids' names, but and they're just all kind of hanging out. Man, uh, Shannon Sharp has a ton of Louis Vuitton bags, judging from his Instagram. Yeah. He's doing well. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a lot lot of fruit and porridge or whatever. You know, one thing when I was with Colin, I walked Skip. They have a lady there in the makeup room that just cuts hair. Mm -hmm. Skip was getting his hair cut. (laughs) I walked by like three times just kind of staring at Skip. Skip would be like, who the fuck is this bald guy just staring at me? And uh, Skip is in phenomenal shape, bro. Okay, he he's got to be like a seven percent body fat guy. And Many Gou- years Gou- ago, Josh Goulet was Goulet was telling me, I guess he's just a workout freak. Well, many years ago, this maybe was like, I don't know, this is more than ten years ago, probably when I went and saw Colin at ESPN and yeah. saw his show, and he gave me a tour, and he we walked into a studio and skip was in there and just, they just started talking about their workouts and it was just skip talking about his workout. The whole thing was skip talking about this was when they were doing like cold pizza. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably was cold pizza. I don't think first take started to like 10 or 11, right? This was definitely before that. Cold pizza was ahead of his time. What's the difference really? But I'm telling you, you see skip, you're like, God, this guy is like 58 and just, just well, he looks more jacked now than he like. Then I remember thinking like, oh, he just kind of looks like a like a marathon runner, and now he looks jacked. You know, that Skip Bayless wrote some like uh, transcendent cowboy books. Oh, yeah. Well, I think in one of the cowboy books, like about the Jimmy John, like he wrote some of the preeminent like go to cowboy books in the mid '90s, and I think in that book is where he alluded to 
were brought up that was he called Troy basically gay? Is that why I think, they hate I, I'm not. I can't. I haven't read it. I can't speak on it, John. The, but that sounds about right. Wasn't part of the deal was Troy was going to borderline threaten to quit if they hired Skip Bayless at FS1. And oh, like, hey, really? Troy, uh, you know that seven point five million dollar direct deposit that you get throughout the year? That's yeah. You know, you bite some bullets. It's like, hey, Troy. Also, you go to get. You don't ever see this guy. You don't live in LA. It's not like you ever. Well, it's like, is it ruining his morning routine? Is he always watching? No. Damn it. I bet Troy realized, like, yeah, who can give a shit? But I do get, if you're not gay, and someone says that, I fully support, like, your take on Durant. I, you're all, I'm always going to understand, like, the person who it's happening to is going to think differently than us on the outside. But that is legitimately, if you call me something that I'm 100% not, and I'm Troy Aikman, you're furious. And, and if I and now and I and just the last thing on Kevin for me in, on that point, I do think he doesn't help himself by by involving himself in all this stuff. But it it is also a bit of a catch twenty two. Like you guys keep talking about me, you say things that I don't think are true, and if I try and defend myself, it's it just means I'm sensitive. Like so, I can't say anything ever. Uh, if I say anything, I'm sensitive. Uh, it is kind of a well, tough spot. Yeah, because he no, I know why. He has like, the fire on that, no doubt. I just see how it for him. It's like this cycle. Like, wait a second. So I say anything ever. Now it's because I'm sensitive. Okay. Well, what am I supposed to do? Are if supposed if to I stop. If I if I started a PR company, and to try to help Kevin like change his image or whatever, would the would the move and the tactic be play into it, make fun of yourself, be self deprecating, or is it too yeah. late for that? No, I just think it's hard. That has to be authentic. That's that's so, because that become uh, because uh, that becomes passive aggressive really quick if you don't mean it. Did you see the clip? It becomes Tom Izzo going, "Oh well, I told the guys at halftime, everybody, it's okay." Yes, and I loved it. Kubaya. It's okay. Like you didn't run as hard. That's fine. You know, as long like I yeah, love losing losing the fifty fifty battle. No big deal. That'll play itself out. <laughs> Did you see the clip? Like probably like a month ago. The dude at the golf tournament was wearing the picture of Tiger's mugshot, and it was just you know picture of Tiger on the on the cocktail night. Yeah, uh, not not actual cocktails. I right, think he right, blew right. a zero zero. It was literally just full of pills, and the picture of his mugshot and the guys at the rope like between holes. So the Tiger walks by by him. Tiger can't help himself, starts dying laughing as he's walking by when the guy's seeing the picture. And I mean, it just it's pretty classic. But I think Tiger's kind of got that. Now he's not. I'm not saying he's self-deprecating at all either. But a little bit, it feels like he's it's a little looser, and it's I, helped his PR. Yes, I also think he understands that's the that's the that's the best reaction to have. Does he really think it's funny? I don't know, but he gets that that's the reaction to have right there. He gets Maybe, that's the only. I, way I to do beat think it. if he naturally laughed, thought it was a little funny. No, yeah, he might have. I'm just saying he understands the only way to to beat that quote unquote beat it is to laugh at it. That's the only option. Yeah. Right, having the guy removed doesn't help you. You think that's a removable offense? If Tiger wanted the guy removed, if Tiger, I mean, yeah, I mean anything. <laughs> if whatever Tiger wants. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the marshal going to say? No. We're keeping this guy. They paid a twenty dollars ticket and has a picture of you on his shirt. It used to be you had to wear pants and collared shirts tucked in, and now you can just wear my mugshot. Like, no, you're out of here. Yeah, you're out of there. All right. Okay. Later. Well, peace. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get sixteen ounce packs of flavorful Angus ninety percent lean ground sirloin for four ninety nine each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on twelve packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.